0: Welcome to Access Utah, I'm Tom Williams. Nearly half of Americans believe that millions of people voted illegally in the 2016 election. More than a third believe global warming is a hoax perpetrated by a conspiracy of scientists, government, and media. A quarter believe that US officials planned the 9-11 attacks. In his latest book, New York Times bestselling author and public radio host Kurt Anderson says that the strange fake news and alternative facts moment we're living through is not in fact new at all, but rather the ultimate expression of our national character. He says that from the start, our ultra-individualism was tethered to epic dreams and fantasies, every citizen free to believe absolutely anything or to pretend to be absolutely anybody. The new book is Fantasyland, How America Went Haywire, a 500-Year History. Kurt Anderson is best-selling author of the novels Heyday, Turn of the Century, True Believers. Contributes to Vanity Fair and New York Times. He's host and co-creator of Studio 360, a Peabody Award-winning public radio show and podcast. And he co-founded Spy Magazine, served as editor-in-chief of New York, and was cultural columnist and critic for Time and The Yorker. Kurt Anderson joins us for the hour. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Very happy to be here.
0: Uh, so, uh, as you write in the book, the uh, the phenomenon is not new, but we I think we think of it as as fairly new, and that uh, you really started. Uh, I guess your the hair on the back of your neck stood up uh, in two thousand four. Carl Rove, reality based community. What if you talk a bit about that?
1: Right. He uh, when when uh, as he, he was of course George W. Bush's. Uh, political mastermind in the White House, and uh, he gave this uh, kind of smirking interview to a reporter for the New york Times saying you don 't saying and i 'm only slightly paraphrasing you don 't understand reality is no longer important when we 're talking about politics. we create our own reality, and people like you in the reality based community will just be left uh, standing uh, mouths open uh, uh, wondering at how we 're doing this amazing thing we 're doing. So it was. It, he sort of came, if you will, out of the closet as a as a you know manipulator of of the fantastical, of the untrue, because he and and, and the, certainly the Republican establishment knew that there was there was leverage to be had uh, by by making by by using the untrue and, and shaping the apparent reality according to their political needs.
0: And then it wasn't that it wasn't that long after that that, uh, that we had uh, Stephen Colbert right and truthiness.
1: Right. A year, uh, yeah just a couple of years later. and on his very first show of the Colbert Report, where he's playing this uh, fictional news commentator character, he had uh, this extraordinary uh, uh, one of his first segments called The Word, where he talked about various words and then riffed on it. The, and that very first one was he, he, he introduced his word truthiness. Which he defined as as you can ignore books, you can ignore empirical reality, you can ignore uh, all, all those things, and, and what was true was simply what you felt in your gut. And it was funny, and but he really was on to something because at that point, you know, now a dozen years ago, we in America, I think, were really in the midst of this of this transformation where a critical mass of us uh, act operate that way. Now and, and and where it gets into where we get into trouble of course is where it where that then becomes part of the general civic conversation and the discourse and politics and policy. I mean people if if people wanna believe untrue things in their homes, in their families, in their on their own time, fine. But it's it's when it bleeds over into how we operate uh, the system and our society, uh, that that's where it really becomes troubling. And and as you say, I mean, I, I, I trace this, it, it didn't start in 2002 or 2005. It, uh, the, 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 this was in our bloodstream, our American character, um, for hundreds of years. And, and finally, I would say, really starting in my history in, in the 1960s and, and early 70s, um, one of the things that happened, I think, is that... Um, the, the the establishment, the the gatekeepers, the the people who used to say no this this is phony, this is not true, this is not real, don't believe this, sort of fell down on the job or were pushed out of the job, and 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 the result has been alternative facts. The result has been a president who 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 can assert the untrue uh, willy nilly and does, and, and and we don't know how to deal with that.
0: I think it's troubling to a lot of people. I guess just a manifestation of the broader trend. Uh, um, President Trump seems to admire um, Infowars. You know, Alex Jones. Um, That's yeah. just one example. Um, well, and
1: Infowars again is a you know it, I, I'm all for all of us disagreeing uh, about things. We always will. We always have people do. That's how politics works. That's how societies change, grow, whatever. But we must agree on the basic. Out of facts, and and then and, you know we didn't used to have a thing like Infowars with its millions and millions of viewers and listeners, um, who, where where a wholly different version of facts are presented, not 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 disagreements about the facts we all agree on, but a different reality. And and yeah, the, we have a president who appeared uh, on on the Infowars shows with Alex Jones, and and uh, has and and is obviously a significant part of his uh, his his most fervent supporters are are those people who are uh, f- living in that in what I call fantasy
0: land. Mm. Uh, you you quote in the book, it's from the book Daniel Patrick Moynihan. You're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. It seems like we've we've moved well past that in America.
1: Well, it, that, that's that's what I came to think, and I was trying, and, and this book is an attempt to figure out historically how we got there. Yeah, and he started saying that. I, a friend of mine worked for him; was his chief of staff at the time. And and I remember him telling me when he started saying that, and then that became a, a well-known thing. He said it. It was right. It, it was in the early '90s. Right, really, when, in my view, as the internet came along, and and. And uh, people did feel more and more uh, uh, entitled to their own facts because the Internet made them feel as though, oh, th- these, these fantasies are facts because, look, they're, they're, here they are on the Internet. That's when he said it because I think he was a very brilliant, prescient guy who saw what was happening. And, and here we are uh, a quarter century later, in it's, it's full flowering.
0: I want to jump back into the Enlightenment. You 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 trace this back to the beginning. You you say it's in Americans' uh, DNA. It's it's you know it's exacerbated and it's accelerated lately. But uh, in, in the DNA. Right. But before I do that, um, you know, some Trump supporters would say, uh, you know, Trump's a showman, and he's yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, can't you see be, be behind that? You know, it's uh, you just got to you know wink and and look yeah. beyond, beyond the showmanship.
1: Well, the, the, the see the showman thing and show business and entertainment is 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 a big part of my history in this book as well because that that is again a very uh, American history of 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 P.T. Barnum uh, uh, at the beginning of pop culture saying oh no I ha- I'm putting this mermaid on display it's a mermaid uh, or I'm putting uh, George Washington's 161 year old nanny on display she's really 161 so. There's this history of, and then of course Hollywood and Disneyland and all the rest, which are so central to 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 you know what America has done. And nothing wrong with Hollywood or Disneyland or any of the rest. Barnum is a different question, but but that that acceptance of showmanship, and then finally in the TV age, the the merger of of presidential politics certainly with with show business, with entertainment, starting with John F. Kennedy, through Reagan, through Bill Clinton. Uh, and, and now, in this extraordinary case, uh, a, a guy who was, was a WWE character who had his own reality show for 15 years is now the president. So, yeah, and, and my point being that Donald Trump is extraordinary, this extraordinary new figure, but he's not out of nowhere. He, 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 he's more extreme than we've had before, but there, there, there is a – it was a long time coming.
0: Uh, I want to re- read just this uh, paragraph. Um, this is uh, quoting Kurt Anderson. Each of us ha- on us is on a spectrum somewhere between the poles of rational and irrational. We all have hunches we can't prove and superstitions that makes no sense. Some of my best friends are very religious. Others believe in dubious conspiracy theories. What's problematic is going overboard, letting the subjective entirely override the objective. Thinking and acting as if opinions and feelings are just as true as uh, facts. So, how do how do you define uh, fantasy land?
1: Well, it's it's broad, and that's and it's pretty expansive. I mean, it's it ranges from the benign you know, people who dress up as uh, you know uh, superheroes and and go to conventions and and or engage in in military simulations. All of that's relatively benign, but but of course, it's it's in again in the last half century become. Uh, so incredibly pervasive. So that's one end. At the other end, I mean, uh, again, I, I don't have a checklist of, of oh, you're 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 a fantasist and you're a reality based. But th- there are various uh, uh, kinds of extreme, exotic beliefs uh, involving uh, science and supernaturalism that that are more. Um, uh, subscribed to by Americans than people in in any other and then other uh, countries in the developed world so um, and, and and we've always tended toward that and that's that's the history I lay out so um, again as, as I say I mean um, I, I'm not very religious but but most, many of my friends are very religious but like like the religious people I grew up with in Nebraska and that I still know they they are private about their religious beliefs and don't um, aren't out trying to push them into the political world, for instance, and 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 uh, and, and conspiracy theories is another is a, is where it gets problematic. That is to say, untrue conspiracy theories. I mean, there are real conspiracies. Uh, Watergate was a conspiracy, for instance. Um, but we, 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 Americans, I think, have really gotten a knack in the last several decades for regarding everything. Uh, that they don't like in the culture, the society, in the world, as the result of some evil conspiracy of plotters. And that's just, that's just mistaken, and, that's, and, 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 it, and it's a dangerous instinct to, 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 to really go, go to that as your first uh, default explanation for why things aren't the way you like them. It, it's a kind of fictionalizing of the real world, which, is, which as most of us know, is a lot messier and uh, then, any conspiracy theory uh, has it. So um, th- those are all pieces of of Vanity land. As I say, I mean, every time I say something that I hope is not is true or not going to happen, I knock wood. I mean, I, we, we, none of us are are you know pure, absolute rationalists. Um, uh, but um, we, we have it's gotten out of control. It, it really has gotten out of control, especially in the last. 50
0: years in, in America. I want to, uh, before we go to break, I want to maybe, you know, this, we'll come back to this at the end of the conversation. That's probably where it more, more belongs. But I, I, I share the alarm, and I think a lot of people do, that uh, if, if we don't have any facts that we can agree on, then then, <laughs> then what do we do? In your book, you say at the end, you say that uh, you, you hope that, you know, the hope that there's a solution. Right, you, you hope that we'll I wake do. up from this no, dream. No, I,
1: I am an op, I'm in you know I'm an optimist. I'm an American. I've been very fortunate in many many ways, and I've never been one of these people who is always moaning about the decline of things. I, 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 I find more. I've always found more reason to be hopeful than than not, and to be more optimistic than pessimistic. But this really really concerns me because it's not just a matter of disagreement. I mean, we often t- we talk about oh we're so politically polarized, and sure we are. But we've been politically polarized before. This is different. This is this because because we once we start a, a group of us starts uh, uh, deciding that we can believe whatever we want, whether or not there's any empirical or scientific or or or, or factual basis for something. That's that. I don't know how you put that back together. I don't know how we remain in a in a society together uh, very effectively or comfortably when when, when uh, such a large fraction of us um, are just saying to, that whatever they're hearing that they disagree with is fake news is is false is made up well no it's not and 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 so i, I but I, I i don't think it's hopeless I, I think uh my my little part in this is writing this book and hoping that people get a a kind of template to see how a lot of things connect that maybe they didn't see connect before, um, that, that the, the, the reality based among us, whether we're, we're politically on the left or right or whether we're uh, – uh, wherever we are in, in society, politically or otherwise, that we can get together and say, no, 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 we're not going to be squishy and allow uh, people to be entitled to their own facts anymore. We're going to say, no, that's an opinion, and, and, and these are the facts as we know them. And, 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 I, and I, so I think we can – I, I do think I am hopeful that we can stop it, stop the tide from from rolling any further. I, I just think we've we've been a little like we have been about political correctness, so called, allowed it to go too far. I think on this 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 uh, fantasy-driven uh, anything goes, we'll forget the facts uh, part of our our culture has similarly been been allowed to kind of run rampant for the last few decades and. And those of us who disagree, I think, in our private lives in our public lives, have an obligation to say, nope, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say. Well, that's 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 your opinion uh, about preposterous factual assertions.
0: Uh, you talk about political correctness. Um, Donald Trump railed against that in the campaign. Do you think he has yep. been even given his excesses a corrective on that?
1: Well, I, yeah. I, I, well, again, I, I'm not sure he's been a corrective. I think he was. He was. He he used and, 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 and uh, exploited uh, a a a real uh, kind of uh, infuriation and frustration with political correctness. I think that's true. I, I don't know that he's put a cap on it. And of course, then there's the problem of 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 calling things that are simply horrific and ugly. Uh, oh, that's you're, you're objecting to that. That's that's political correctness. The the idea of political correct political correctness uh, is, is relative. And and people saying, oh, you're telling me I can't have a swastika or 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 or, or a clan uh, symbols. And well, you're being politically correct. Uh, that's the problem. Is it's it's expanded to include things that. You know ninety percent of Americans would agree is beyond the pale, but yeah, there's a lot of annoying political correctness uh, afoot there has been for a while and and there still is and um, and, and, uh, and and I see that as a kind of model the the fact that um, people have risen up against it to say okay um th- this is saying no the, 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 the these are Uh, Of norms that have gotten wildly out of whack, I think we can and must do the same thing when it comes to um, uh, sticking to the facts, sticking to uh, provable reality that uh, we can all agree on.
0: Let's take a break when we come back. More with Kurt Anderson. He's a New York Times bestselling author, and uh, he is a public radio host, uh, Studio Three Hundred and Sixty. Um, Author of uh, several books, the latest very interesting, Fantasyland, How America Went Haywire, a 500-year history. We'll get into some of the history when we come back. On the next On Being, visual storyteller Myra Kalman on the normal daily things we can fall in love with.
2: The way that we move through space is really interesting to me, and I am conscious of the fact that we are moving and dancing in our way all day
0: long. I'm Krista Tippett. Please join us.
2: Join us Sunday night at 5 on Utah Public Radio. This week we look back to Rockin' the Blues
1: Away with the late Sonny Burgess, rockabilly guitarist and singer from Arkansas. Then a posthumous set from New Orleans' beloved guitarist-singer Snooks Eaglin at Rock and Bowl Nightclub. I'm Nick Spitzer. Join me for American Roots from PRX.
2: Join us Saturday night at 8 on Utah Public Radio.
0: Thanks for listening to Access Utime Tom Williams. Our guest today is New York Times bestselling author Kurt Anderson. The book is Fantasyland, How America Went Haywire, a 500-Year History. Kurt Anderson says that there's a tendency in this fake news, alternative facts moment we're all living through, uh, that it's a, it's a new phenomenon, but it's not at all. He says it's an ultimate expression of our national characters embedded in our DNA. We'll get into some of this history as we go along. You can join this conversation at 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495, or email to upraxcess at gmail.com, at gmail.com. Kurt Anderson, in your introduction, you say you, as you go along, you you might take pot shots at uh, you know uh, uh, us, the readers' uh, favorite uh, belief. Yeah. Um, so I, I found as I went through the book, I was I was saying, uh, yeah, you go get him, uh, Kurt Anderson. Um, and then there were a few uh, places where I thought, hey, wait a minute, you're uh, <laughs> right. You're taking a shot at my my closely held beliefs. Um, and and so I guess we we all we're all on the spectrum somewhere, as you say.
1: We are all the spectrum, absolutely. And, and again, it, it is bracing for people I know, um, uh, le- people of the left I know who say, wait, wait, no, the 60s, they were nothing but great. What are you talking about, um, for instance? Um, so yeah, I, I try to call, call them as I see them and, and, and find, ev- find uh, uh, evidence of what I'm talking about uh, in all kinds of places. Uh, yes, and, 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 and readers, will be uncomfortable sometimes I hope I hope racingly so and I, and they don't have to agree with every uh, dot I connect or, or how I say this fits into this larger thing but but I, I hope that uh, fair-minded people of all kinds where they ev- where they feel their own uh, sacred cows are are, are uh, shot at um, can see that that I'm'm I'm, I'm attempting to be uh, fair and honest I, they, I may be wrong in, in a lot of people's views I'm sure I will be but but i'm i'm not uh, I'm not really the only agenda I'm pushing is is let's uh, let's stick to the facts ladies and gentlemen
0: let's get into some of the history you you say this is embedded in our DNA the enlightenment ideals which have ultimate expression in in America uh, kind of two sides of the coin right uh, what if you talk about that
1: yeah, well, the the Enlightenment, as as it's talked about, as you know, I learned about it in school, as people talk about it, is is this is the the enshrinement of reason and science over over blind faith and and primitive ideas, and certainly it was that, it has been that, and and our and our founders, the Thomas Jefferson and John Adams and. And, and the rest were were really men of the Enlightenment, um, who, who loved and believed in science and reason and all the rest that had just emerged as as the kind of reigning paradigm in the civilized world. So and and, and that and, and this country, the United States, was was made made out of that template. The other part of the Enlightenment though, that lots that some really interesting historians have recently reconsidered and, and revised the idea of what the Enlightenment means is that it also allowed, especially in the United States of America, um, all sorts, every sort, any sort of of belief, folk custom, myth, magic, uh, astrology, whatever, to arise. That 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 you know, it, 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 the Enlightenment didn't just tolerate uh, different um, skepticism toward religion, say, or 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 uh it, it allow it tolerates everything and 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 so there is there it is a something of a double edged sword um and and of course in america before there was a united states for a, certainly our first century uh where where the where the puritans were in charge the puritans were um, even in the 1600s, and really especially in the 1600s, as in Europe, the Age of Reason was beginning. Shakespeare was writing. Sir Isaac Newton was inventing physics. The, the Puritans, although many of them educated, were 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 uh, kind of medieval throwbacks in terms of their religious beliefs. Um, and 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 so that so we ha- we were this there was this interesting hybrid in in American history of of this kind of uh, as I say kind of throwback, primitive, more primitive uh, religious um, ideas with this new enlightenment where all bets are off, you can believe anything you want. And and that is the the kind of alloy that was a big part of the founding of, of the American character in our first couple, three centuries.
0: And so there were, uh, I guess the system had some breaks then, that, that uh, until until the I guess the sixties. We'll get to that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, what we had, I mean, again, what we, what truly makes and has made America great is that anybody can be anything, believe anything, do anything, pretend to be whatever, and that's great as long as it's in a kind of dynamic balance uh, with with some with some. Uh, sort of if you will top down establishment controls on things uh, and 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 with a kind of basic reality check and that and that worked i mean you know um, uh, that was what made America so vibrant in so many ways and so seemingly so crazy to the rest of the world, but it worked. Until that those kind of uh, various kinds of establishment mainstream controls, which so many people now like to deride and disparage, um, went a little bit kerplooey. It's like we were a great uh, internal combustion engine where, like, these explosions constantly... But but there was a big engine block and there was gaskets and it it, it, it didn't it didn't the engine uh, was was prevented from blowing itself apart and 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 we've kind of lost those uh, a lot of those those reality checks that have have, have kept it all together.
0: You refer to uh, the the 60s uh, the, that chapter 60s and 70s is the big bang. I guess yeah. the, the restraints were blown blown apart. Is that part of what you're saying?
1: That is what I'm saying, and both in the kind of hippie countercultural sense of, oh, you find your own truth, have your own reality, believe in magic, you don't need to believe in science anymore, we hate, uh, you know, rationality has given us the war, all those kinds of things. But also on the campuses, um, uh, uh, there there was a, a rising uh, uh, kind of relativism. You, we can't, we could no, we could, academics no longer, anthropologists, they could no longer say, oh, this, this. Set of of magical tribal beliefs in in West Africa is is no different than our science. They're just different ways of looking at the world. Um, that 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 was part of what happened in the '60s. And, but but it wasn't just you know it wasn't just hippies and professors. It was also um, uh, people in uh, in in various religious realms decided. Oh no, I, I'm I I, I Many millions more suddenly, all at once, beginning in the 60s, said, no, no, I, I can, I'm going to speak in tongues or or whatever other exotic beliefs which have, had existed for some time, but never on such a scale as they began to do in the 60s. So, no, the 60s in so many ways, and in, in the way that entertainment really began pervading and taking over so much of American life, that also began in the 60s. So, yeah, the, the 60s. Uh, again, many many great things happened in the 1960s. I'm not denying that, but but many but there are some other things that we haven't reckoned that I try to do in this book to say that th- th- there were th- there are some negative things that even when when it's pointed out to people who think they loved the 60s, um, uh, maybe weren't so good. This this idea that. Um, I, my, my, my opinions are like facts And you can't tell me otherwise That, that, that in, a, in a kind of nutshell uh, Was, was to, in my mind A thing that got carried away And got taken to extremes Out of the 60s That Anti-establishment, great Skepticism, great But like all things, in moderation And, 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 and those things became Immoderately pursued by, by too much of American society I think
0: you point out another big factor was the rise of the internet, right? That you, you used to oh, be if yeah. you were a conspiracy theorist, uh, you were kind of alone in your silo. And now with the internet, you've you've got uh, potential, um, you know, big community.
1: Exactly. I mean, we, we, you know, we, we there have always been eccentrics and crackpots and cranks and believers of whatever, and, and there always were, but it was hard for them to find each other and feel like a unified tribe. Um, they were they were stigmatized. Um, um, no, and and, and and they depended on the occasional pamphlet or odd book they could find. Now they get together. Look, we're 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 strong. We're, there's thousands of us. There's millions of us, um, thanks to the internet. In a way that just didn't exist before. Um, so, and and that's that's the new condition. I mean, the, so the this, what happened in the '60s teed it up. But, but, a generation later, when we had the internet, it, it, um, it has it's, it, that's where I find it hard to imagine how the genie goes back in the lamp uh, or the toothpaste in the tube. because um, it, you can have a whole set of 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 untrue propositions uh, that look very real because that site or this site that is proposing that contrails in the sky are actually chemical attacks on Americans. It looks real. That looks like evidence. That looks like science um, in a way that just didn't exist uh, before the web. Uh, So uh, here we are.
0: Let's uh, bring in an email from Charles. Uh, Charles says, please take a pot shot at my narrative. Here's his narrative. It all went wrong with our environment, our economy, our government, our politics, our society, our family relationships. When oil and coal men started employing Enron style accounting of greenhouse greenhouse gas emissions. That's uh, Charles.
1: Well, no, I th- there, that's, that's interesting. I mean, the, the, the climate, the denial that there is such a thing as climate change and global warming and that our factories and cars uh, cause it, that is a, is a big problem. Because we, we can totally disagree and should and must disagree about how to solve that, whether we even try to control CO2 emissions. Maybe that doesn't make sense economically. I don't know. I'm open. I'm agnostic. But – to say it doesn't exist is a problem, and indeed, uh, the fossil fuel industries have been very, very uh, effective at pushing the idea that there is some scientific dispute about th- the fact of, of its existence. So uh, whatever you think about the correct policy, uh, l- denying the facts, I-, I-, I don't know that that's ever quite to this degree Been done and 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 it's not just as a result of say coke industries that that's happened but they and other people in the fossil fuel industry have helped it happen now I was talking to a group the other night and 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 uh, a woman in the audience said yeah it's all about that it's all about the uh, the coal and oil industries saying that uh, that, that's the reason there's so much climate change denial and my retort to her was well certainly that's that, that they have enabled it no question but I think if they had tried to do the same thing in say Canada or Denmark, they wouldn't have gotten anywhere because Canadians and danes aren't there aren't that many people elsewhere who are so willing and ready to to uh, believe the untrue and and, and so it, it took it took a kind of it took a credulous population of Americans to be so easily persuaded by, by that kind of propaganda, there's no other word for it that that uh, the science isn't what the science is.
0: Uh, th- that leads me to my next question. how exceptional are we in the, in the sense and you say the exceptional could be used several different ways and in, in the book you're talking about how you know, our pe- peculiarities. Um, how different are we as Americans with with this?
1: Well, there, there, there obviously there are people who believe uh, foolish and untrue things everywhere in the world. I think, and i and I amass a lot of data in different ways to show that compared to other nations in the developed world, not compared to uh, Mozambique or Bolivia or uh, Burma, but compared to Japan and germany and 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 Canada and sweden and and increasingly China, the rest of the developed or almost developed world, uh, we are very, very different in this, and 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 again, it's not just in one way; it, it's in in so many different ways that this blurring of the of the uh, true and untrue, the real and the unreal, blurring and then denial of, of factual reality. Um, we we are we are outliers. We're not unique, but in in the ways we embody it, in so many different respects, we we are kind of we are pretty unique in the. In the rich world,
0: hmm. again, before we go to break, and you, you've covered this, I want to maybe hit it again. Uh, there is good about this. Um, you know, that the, there's a good side of this coin, right? This enlightenment, uh, oh, fruit, freedom.
1: I know, and there, and again, it was, it was, it was the, the, the combination of prudent, restrained, uh, uh, reality check uh, part of the American character with the wilder and crazier, uh, believe anything, do anything. Uh, Pursue the impossible. Th- those two things in combination were were our great American hybrid, our great the thing that m- made us great in so many ways. So no, there's lots of good things. I mean, uh, Steve Jobs famously, uh, um, w- what, it, w- people who worked for him at Apple said, "Oh, he had a reality distortion field, meaning he could make you believe anything and pursue that end." And 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 we have this extraordinary. Uh, company as a result. So no, there's absolutely uh, uh, great things and, and benign things. I, again, I, I, could, I could go to Disneyland every year and enjoy myself. I have been a lot. But, but it's, it's taken all together and carried to an extreme uh, as it has been uh, more and more recently. That's the problem.
0: Let's take another break. When we come back, more with Kurt Anderson. He's New York Times bestselling author. Uh, he is a public radio host, host of uh, Peabody Award-winning Studio Three Sixty. His latest book is Fantasyland: How America Went Haywire, a five hundred year history. More follows the break.
2: On the next Radio Lab, the story of an Algerian German immigrant who moves to Venice and upends a nine hundred year old tradition. And then the, the trouble began.
0: <laughs> the gondolier.
2: That's on the next radio lab. Join us this Saturday at noon on Utah Public Radio.
0: Next time on Ask Me Another, we talk to comedian Judy Gold about her life in comedy, her podcast, Kill Me Now, and we quiz her on some of her favorite 70s sitcoms. All in the family. Yeah, that That's is right, correct. baby! Boy, the way that mailer plays. <laughs> so join me, Ulfira Eisenberg, for NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia.
2: Join us Saturday morning at 10 on Utah
0: Public Radio. thanks for listening to access utah we're talking with kurt anderson uh... best-selling author and uh, public radio host, host of uh, Studio 360. The new book is Fantasyland, How America Went Haywire, a 500-year history. And uh, you can join this conversation at 800-826-1495. That's toll-free, 800-826-1495. You can also join us by email to upraccess at gmail.com, Upraccess at gmail.com. Nearly one-half of Americans believe that millions of people voted illegally in the 2016 election. More than a third believe global warming is a hoax perpetrated by conspiracy of scientists, government, and the media. A quarter believe that U.S. officials planned the 9-11 attacks. At least a quarter of Americans believe that vaccines cause autism. Um, and some of these areas are where Kurt Anderson says we cross from benign into uh, destructive uh, alternative uh, facts and, and reality. And uh, he's uh, trying to understand, help us understand how we got here in America. Fantasy land, how America went haywire. Uh, so uh, Kurt anderson uh, i wonder where to, maybe we could talk again about where where we do cross the line there you talk uh, about some benign forms of fa- fantasy land fantasy football virtual reality sure. you know p- things that we enjoy uh yep. w- which i guess take to excess for example virtual reality can have some destructive effects but as we uh, most of us enjoy that that that's really benign isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is mostly benign. I I do think, why I spend time talking about those things, however, is I think without us even realizing it, it softens up those lines that we all need to have in our minds between what's real and what's not. Um, So, uh, you know, if you're spending, again, I have plenty of my friends are big, big fantasy sports players. uh, But if you're spending 30 hours a week thinking you've got this team – uh, the, and and making money or losing money based on how these individual players in this fictional team do, uh, it seems to me, uh, taken together with all these less benign things, it, it's all part of the, the the softening up of those boundaries between the real and the unreal. But no, those, those are okay. It, it's where, for instance, uh, the, the the president, based on some. Uh, random guy on the internet saying there there were millions of illegals who voted against him in the 2016 election insisting that's true and saying it again and again and when asked well Mr. President isn't that doesn't that undermine uh our our republic and our democracy to uh put out this this unsupported and probably almost certainly untrue fact and and his answer to that, when when he was most pointedly asked, it was, "Well, no, because many many people agree with me about this," which which to me is is the problem. It's it's you know reality and and factual truth is not a majority rules thing. It exists. You know, facts are stubborn things, as John Adams said, and, and so to say, "Oh no, a lot of people agree with this," is not the answer. <laughs> the answer is. Um, uh, this is a fact, and let's decide, uh, let's move on or, or, and talk about facts rather than putting up a, a lie, in this case, a falsehood, and, 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 and convincing, as, as, as the statistic, as you say, has it, uh, half the population that, that our, um, our, our election was uh, compromised by all these millions of illegal voters, which just isn't true.
0: There's a, a kind of a arisen a sort of a industries trying to parse out whether the president actually believes some of these things or whether he's cynical about it. I, d- does that matter?
1: Well, it's an interest. I think it ultimately matters. I, I do think it matters. I, I think we can deal with liars. Uh, we 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 know what lying looks like. Um, it's it's not. It's, it's bad, but we know it. But but the the in between is this a is this a sincere delusion or is this just a lie or somewhere in between which i think is it's somewhere in between often with with president trump i i don't think for instance when he said oh president obama wiretapped me in trump tower was that a lie i think he might have been able to pass a lie detector test about that now Oh, did it stay? Did he keep believing, or did he just stick to his guns like your child does when you discover that he's done something wrong? I don't know, but so it, it matters. But but um, and, and you know, I I don't spend too much time getting into the weeds of oh, did he know this? Is it a lie? Is it just a, a sincere uh, delusion? What what is it? Uh, th- that's the problem in fantasy land is that that. Uh, it being a lie or not uh, is, is not the end of the story. And, and moreover, it's when people really believe sincerely and passionately that untrue things of consequence are true. Uh, that's the problem. If everybody was just lying, which I don't think they are, um, uh, if all the people who said, no, no, climate change doesn't exist, um, it's just all a hoax, it's a conspiracy of uh, the liberals and journalists and scientists. If they were all lying, uh, that would be weird, but it wouldn't be as troubling to me, frankly. It's that, it's the, no, most of the people who say that, not the perhaps cynics in Congress, not perhaps people running uh, uh, oil companies, but most people when in these surveys do believe that. That is the troubling thing to me.
0: You one. One of your chapters is titled "A Fantasy Industrial Complex." What What do you mean by that phrase?
1: Well, it's it's you know, a hundred and sixty years ago when when uh, pop culture started, and then a hundred and twenty years ago when movie industry started. Uh, the, what that was the beginning, It's sort of when it was just entertainment. But even back then, the the, the what was not just entertainment was merging into into journalism uh... in the nineteenth century which put out extraordinary hoaxes into medicine the patent medicine industry and medicine shows then later in the twentieth century when every restaurant became themed, you know it was uh, uh... that didn't exist when i was born and then and then it did suddenly and 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 the so the fantasy industrial complex in addition to uh movies and television and and all that it, it became is sort of uh... annexed a real estate development and and practically every part of american life where where everything sort of became a form of entertainment and then it extends to in the in these last few decades uh... people uh... you know uh... adults <laughs> dressing up for halloween not so bad but again part of what i call that to to the financial industry I, 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 I would say that the the fantasies of of uh, home prices are never going to go down, and everything 's safe and it 's all good that led to the meltdown and crash of two thousand and eight and the recession of two thousand and nine that was that, that was be, partly because the the Wall Street and the financial industry had had become part of what this fantasy industrial complex selling fantasies to to uh, people who didn't know any better, and and uh, frankly, and and so everything, uh, so much of American society, not just the show business parts, have um, have have started dealing with various kinds of of uh, exp- exploiting fantasy and the untrue and the entertainingly untrue. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, reality uh, shows are a very interesting phenomenon. Well, uh, totally. Yeah, this this kind of this the, the odd amalgam of um, what you quasi-documentary with with melodrama, as as you put yeah, it. Yeah, no, it, that
1: and and again, reality is in the very name, reality television. Um, and and anybody who who thinks about it carefully, or God knows anybody who is who's poked around uh, the television industry, th- th- there's nothing documentary about these. They're they're this new hybrid. That that are a perfect expression of what I'm talking about. I'm thinking, again. Uh, do I uh, yell at my daughter when she re- watches The Bachelorette religiously? No, but shows like that are are do are, are teaching Americans en masse about that that there is this blurry thing that is not quite. Uh, scripted fiction, but not really reality. It's somewhere in between. Um, th- th- there are now um, more reality shows on the air in America than there were shows 20 years ago. So uh, that's, it. again, no one of them is, is as uh, a, a big of a culprit as many other things I talk about in this book. But taken together, it's, it's, it's part of this, of this uh, fantasy-industrial complex blurring of, of, of the real and the unreal.
0: Uh, I guess the problem is if you, if you don't put the brakes on, if you, don't, you, know, if you go too far, it's moderation is, is the key, I suppose. Totally. Uh, um, you quote, I uh, found this interesting in, in that chapter we're talking about, you quote J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, he said um, um, in a 1939 um, lecture, apparently, according to you, a yes. uh, fantasy- talking about fantastical prose fiction, is a natural human activity. It certainly does not destroy or even insult reason. It does not either blunt our appetite for it or obscure the perception of scientific verity. On the contrary, the keener and the clearer is the reason, the better the fantasy will make. I wonder what he would say today.
1: Well, I I think he would be a little surprised, because we have come to a point where where he, and in particular his creations, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit uh, are are these gigantic uh, beloved um, uh, entertainment franchises, and 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 fantasy now dominates all forms of culture, from Game of Thrones to uh, all, practically anything to Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, uh, and, so and, and yet, and where he was saying, oh no, uh, people will enjoy fantasy, and it will be totally compartmentalized from. Real, normal, rational life, uh, and, and in fact, um, that they have to that that, that the, the what what is clearly reality needs to exist as that in order to make fantasy uh, a desirable you know fictional fantasy like The Hobbit a desirable thing to consume. Well, I th- I think uh, I think these times are proving him wrong, uh, alas.
0: Uh, toward the end of the book, you uh, you bring us back to uh, to President Trump, who's a fascinating figure. Love him or hate him, he's, he's, a, he's a seminal, fascinating figure. Um, you talk about, um, as he began, uh, quoting from you, as he began his campaign, a nine-year-old in Iowa, he'd brought aboard his helicopter, asked, are you Batman? And Trump replied, I am Batman. You go on to quote uh, Paul Manafort, who says he's projecting an image that's for the purpose. The part that he's been playing is evolving into the part that now you've been expecting. Um and uh, we're in, uh, and then he references. I think it's him that references WWE Brawl. Um, you you said earlier in the program um, Donald Trump was a WWE character earlier on. He he definitely these rallies seems like he's playing a part. He, he's he's masterful. Yeah,
1: this. Uh, he is. No, he is still a performer. And of course, uh, to that whole uh, question of 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 what part he's playing, he is he is. To me, entirely making it up as he goes along, he he is he is uh, an ex- he is improvising a day to day to day to day. Uh, Paul Manafort, when he was running that campaign in 2016, said, "Oh no, 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 this is just Act One. Act Two is gonna he's gonna pivot. He's gonna be presidential. That'll be a different character he plays." Well, he can play the conventional presidential character for about a week at a time, at best. and and, and what he really loves to play is the Unpredictable, straight-talking, uh, whoa, what is he going to do next guy? Uh, and, as you say, appearing at these rallies uh, where, where he, he gets the, the direct adoration of his thousands of supporters uh, as though it's a rock concert. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it is um, – we, we've been – presidents have been becoming more and more, uh, uh, as I said during the Clinton administration, the entertainer-in-chief but we we, we we had no idea that we could go quite this far uh, in in terms of a guy who who seems uh, to not have very many uh, core beliefs about policy or anything else but but it's really I'm, I'm playing the part of president here I am getting on Air Force One here I am sh- uh, getting the the, the the shouts of adoring thousands that is it seems his his view of the, the presidency, and and unfortunately, he the, the 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 other roles, the more the more, to him I think, boring roles of understanding and deliberating and 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 and, and so forth, um, are just not part of the 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 role that he uh, deems willing or able to undertake.
0: We just have a couple minutes left. Um, I wanted to look to the future. You uh, you say you are. Hopeful, maybe you say in the book, maybe we've reached peak fantasy land.
1: Yeah, I, well, I, that I, I have no choice but to hope. Uh, I, I'm not highly optimistic, and and and, and I can't. Uh, I, I I wrestled with my last chapter for a long time, thinking like, how how hopeful can I poss- can I, with conviction and honesty, be, and and, and not. Very, but 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 nor am I, uh, you know, packing up and moving or 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 giving up all hope. I, I am I am I am not entirely pessimistic, and I think that maybe, um, you know, if, if in this extreme moment, and 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 you know, I, I I talk about how how President Trump is is really embodies almost every thread of my argument, and and again. This book was written before he was even nominated for president. I started writing it before he was even running for president. So he came along and embodies what I'm talking about. But he is, in a certain way, it, all of the case I make would have been true had he been elected president or not. So I guess part of my hopefulness that I don't talk about in the book, but but is part of my hopefulness, is that, okay, maybe we, we will... You and I are talking about this. We are talking about it in the context of President Trump as well. Maybe enough Americans will see, like, "Oh, I get it. Yeah, we've gone too far if we allow this to happen." Um, maybe it will be a kind of wake-up call um, to 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 help to swing the pendulum back some. But mostly, I think um, I think my hope is that we 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 who believe in a kind of reality-based uh, uh, approach to life and 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 can agree with the people with whom we disagree about a lot of things on the basic nature of reality and the contours of reality, that we can say, okay, no further, this this, this has gotten crazy, um, and and, and um, from all sections, left, right, and otherwise, get together and, and, and sort of band together to say we are, we are not, even if it's appealing to us, in a political sense, or in a financial sense, or whatever sense. We are not going to give in, uh, if we, when we can help it, to um, the, the pervasive uh, tolerance for the wildly untrue.
0: We are out of time. We've been talking with Kurt Anderson. He's New York Times bestselling author. He's... Uh Um, uh, the host and co-creator of Studio 360, Peabody Award-winning public radio show and podcast, the latest book, Fantasyland, How America Went Haywire, a 500-year history. Kurt Anderson, uh, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. And thanks for listening to Access Utah.
2: A service of the College of Humanities and Social Sciences at Utah State University, this is Utah Public Radio. KUSR Logan, KUSK Vernal, KUSL Richfield, KUST Moab, KCU Price, and KUSUFM Logan. Heard online at upr.org.